Daisy kicked open the bathroom stall door, mop in hand, as she faced her arch nemesis, an automatic flushing toilet. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I want to let you know that doors are open for our firmly founded memberships. They are open now and they will close on Saturday, April 30th, 2022. And I'm very excited about next month's topic. In the firmly founded team membership, we are talking about navigating the friendship. See what I did there? See that? Uh, We're going to be talking about setting boundaries with friends, managing expectations, uh, how to improve communication, and making more friends. So if you've been thinking about getting in, now is the time to sign up. You can use the code LETSGO, L-E-T-S-G-O, for half off of your first month. So go to firmlyfounded.com slash teen to sign up right now. And now episode 73, A Kid's Guide to Divorce and life after. Daisy worked at a shop owned by her parents. She would do various tasks around the place, sweep, stock shelves, help customers. One day when her mom was the manager, she asked Daisy to go clean the bathroom. That was Daisy's least favorite thing to do. She went into the restroom with a mop and a rag opened the stall door, and stared down at the toilet. She put on rubber gloves because it was the clean thing to do, and because Daisy abhorred the thought of getting even one drop of yucky toilet water on her. As she scrubbed the side of the bowl, the toilet automatically flushed, scaring her. But what scared her a lot was when the swirling water in the toilet started to suck her in. She held on to the stall door, but the might of the suction was too strong. Daisy got pulled right into the toilet. She swirled around every which way, tumbling through a current of water, until the toilet, apparently being done with her, spat her back out, and she landed on the bathroom floor with a sloppy thud. Mortified, she cleaned herself up, dried herself off, and went back to work. The next day, her mother asked her to clean the bathroom again. Daisy, leery of the toilet, moved slowly as she cleaned around it, trying not to set off the sensor. But she did. And again, she was sucked into a watery roller coaster, swished around, and then spat back out. The next day at work, Her dad was the manager. Thank goodness, she thought. Dad never thinks of cleaning the bathroom. But then dad did the unthinkable. He asked Daisy to clean the bathroom. What a horrible time for dad's attention to detail. Daisy went in, went down, went around, and came back out, dripping wet. This carried on for a time. Whether dad was running the shop or mom, It didn't matter. The bathroom had to be cleaned. 
Sometimes she got good enough at avoiding the automatic flusher, but not always. One day, as her parents were switching shifts, Daisy came out of the bathroom, soaking wet and madder than ever. Sweetie, is everything okay? Mom asked. Yeah, it looks like something's wrong, added Dad. Daisy had had enough. Enough of the shop, enough of her parents, and enough of the bathroom. I just want to be able to do my job without being flushed down the toilet! And then Daisy broke down into sobs in her parents' arms. She explained what had been going on and how she felt like all of it had been her fault. Her parents told her that they had no idea that this was happening. They had suspected cleaning the bathroom had been hard, but not like this. They also let her know that it was not her fault. It was just one of the messy parts of running this kind of business. They never had thought that this would be the type of shop they'd have, but here they were. They let Daisy know that even though they both weren't there at the shop at the same time very often, that they were both still there for her. And no matter what, they all could work through this. That Daisy could work through this. And she didn't have to do it alone. Things were better after that. Daisy still got flushed down the toilet from time to time, but her mom or dad was always there with a towel to help dry her off. Sometimes her and one of her parents would clean the bathroom together and both get flushed down. But Daisy had learned two things. That even though she was uncertain of when she might get flushed, she knew she would always come back out. And second, that even though it was extremely unpleasant, she never had to go through it alone. So that story is based on a true story of a brand new friend of mine, Daisy Freestone, an 11-year-old who wrote a book called A Kid's Guide to Divorce and Life After. And I got Daisy with me right now. Daisy, welcome to my show. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me here today. Well, thanks so much. It's going to be so fun. Oh, dude, it's going to be epic. I'm so (laughs) excited. So that story, by the way, of that whole like automatic flushing toilet, that came from Daisy, right? Like, uh, so Daisy, tell us, how did we get there again? How did we get to the automatic flushing toilet metaphor? (laughs) Well, it's just kind of how emotions can just trigger without you meaning to trigger them. Because I was thinking about it, I was going to use the analogy of a light switch, but I was like, a light switch is controlled. Automatic toilets are annoying. You lean forward too far, and all of a sudden, and you're just like, whoa, what just happened? And then it stops, and you're like, okay, I'm fine. And you lean back too far, and then you're like, (laughs) anyway. Yeah, my son hates them. My, he's six, and he makes me cover them up whenever he uses them so they don't flush automatically, right? But I loved it because you you brought that up as we were talking about your experience with your parents' divorce. Um, and you said, what, you were about five years old when your parents were divorced, so you don't really remember that too much. But for you, you wrote this book because of everything that came after <laughs> the divorce, right? Why don't you tell us about why you wrote this book? So. Do you mean like the backstory of like how we came up with the idea or like what is the purpose of it? Both. 
I want it okay. all, Daisy. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to try to give you the short version of the story. Uh, last year when I was in fourth grade, we um, were doing little nonfiction, like informational booklets. And it was like a how-to. And so we were writing like, I don't remember how many, maybe like five of them. So I wrote some that was like, I wrote one that was like, how to cook this meal. And then it was another one that was like, how to play this video game. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like that's all really surface level. And I think I need to like dive deeper into something that I feel like I could really help with that's like on a deeper level. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a little how-to booklet for kids on how to get through divorce. And even though I knew no one would probably read it. Oh, I was wrong about that. But <laughs> at this time, I thought no one would end up reading it. So I was like, you know, well, not going to happen, but it'll be fun to talk to the audience. And I really understand because the audience that I'm hoping for would be kids in this situation. So I wrote it um, complete with some quick illustrations. And we spent a week editing and revising our favorite one, which mine was the non-shallow one. So, <laughs> so um, I brought it home uh, the end of the week and my mom flipped through it. She read it and she looks at me and she goes, Daisy, this is amazing. We need to turn this into a book. We need to publish this. And I was like, what? And she was like, we're going to publish this. And I was like, disoriented at first and then I go heck yeah so anyway <laughs> um at this point my mom had already published her own book so she knew like some publishers who could help us out and she reached out to them and they said yes right away they were like this is different than the books that we normally help get published but we would love to do this this would be so fun to work with you guys so yeah that sounds awesome that's super cool I mean like and and this like when I heard that you had written this book, I like it struck me in like three different ways, right? First off, uh, I'm a writer myself and I'm like, oh yeah, writer. Second off, I was like, oh my goodness. An 11 year old kid who wrote a book and like that takes some perseverance, that takes some like accountability, that takes some street smarts and all that. So super impressed there. And teens who listen to my podcast know that I'm all about taking action and doing things, right? Accomplishing your dreams. But then lastly, it was about divorce. Now, Daisy, I don't know if you know this, but this is something that I have lots of experience in. My parents, Daisy, were married and divorced to each other three times. Th three. Wow. Yeah, I know. So they got married, had all the kids, and then they got divorced. And then two years later, they got married, and then they got divorced. And then four years later, they got remarried. And then they stayed remarried until my mom passed away last year. But uh, so I went through and all that was, I was like 11 to 18. That was all like my adolescent years. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot that I went through. And then me personally, I got married to like my high school sweetheart and um, we got divorced like two or three years later. You know, and it was just like, and no kids were involved, thankfully, but it was just one of those things. I was like, oops, you know, we probably shouldn't have married each other. We weren't exactly a good fit, but we were really trying to make it work. Um, so for me, kids getting access to the types of tools and strategies 
and advice that you share in your book is super important. Um, so I actually want you to talk about that second part of that question, right? Like, what was the purpose of the book? Okay, so I just think in that split, not split second, in that split moment, even though that doesn't sound as good because there's no alliteration. <laughs> um, and I love alliterations. I'm with you, but keep going. <laughs> in that moment, um, when she said, we need to publish, when my mom said, we need to publish this, I was like, and I was just thinking about it. And I was like, this would help so many people because I have had many divorce books, many divorce workbooks um, in my life that I've read and filled out or whatever. And they have helped me a lot, but I've never really been able to like relate like really super closely. Mm -hmm. I can relate like 90% of the time, but there's this like piece of a special perspective that I can really relate to that was missing. And I was thinking about it and I was like, this could help so many kids because I'll make sure that I write about all the things that helped me to read in all these books, but it'll be from a kid's perspective. So they can relate even more because there's so many things in divorce that kids go through and that teens go through that parents can try to understand, but I don't think they'll ever fully get there. You know, I just really wanted to help other kids. And I guess that's, that's awesome. basically the, pers- yeah. not the perspective, the purpose of the whole book. Oh, and of course, okay. <laughs> I just forgot this huge gap. The other big part of it is that, like I just said, there are a lot of things that kids go through and teens go through with divorce that parents can never fully understand. But I want to help them get as close as they can And with a kid's perspective, it helps them understand more because a lot of kids at first, they're not going to want to open up to their parents and their parents will be like, well, what might they be feeling? And I can't give them exactly how their child is feeling because I don't know exactly how they're feeling, but I can try. And I think my experiences, a lot of kids can relate to that. And so I'm hoping that it can help parents understand their kids' feelings about the divorce. I think that's awesome and super important and needed right now. Um, So it sounds like parents could benefit from reading it, getting it from the, uh, you know, their kid's perspective and kids could benefit from reading it. Uh, And as I read through it, what, what would you say is the age that you're aiming for? Like what, what aged reader? You know, any age, honestly, that it could help because like I just said, there to help parents too. So probably at the youngest, like six or seven, all the way to, I don't know, 95. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't think that far. Um, I don't know. But I mean, as far as like kids and teens, maybe like six or seven to 12, 13. I mean, older teens can read it too. I don't know. It mm-hmm. does say kids. Uh, I know when, when do people stop calling themselves kids right, these days? So, okay. So it sounds like it's for preteens and uh, maybe some early teens can benefit and definitely their parents can benefit from this. Uh, 
Well, I, I want to do uh, just a couple more things before we finish. What is one thing that you teach in the book or you talk about in the book that you would like to share with our listeners today? Ooh, okay. I want to talk about this little subheading here um, in the intro to divorce chapter, uh, reasons and blame. Mm. So this is a really important section because it talks about reasons and blame. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> so reasons, so reasons is just because it's really important because a lot of kids don't understand. They're like, why, why, why? And that's totally understandable. Um, and then, and so uh, that this helps them with that and blame because a lot of kids blame themselves for the divorce. Maybe they even blame a sibling. Mm. Rachel didn't do the laundry last week. So mom and dad got into a fight about it because dad was like, she can do it later. And mom was like, no, she has to do it now. And now they're getting divorced. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I did have these little things in the book where it kind of separates and it repeats something important in the text again. So I want to read this. Yeah. But it's important to remember that whatever the cause of your parents' divorce may be, in all caps, it's not your fault. It never has been and it never will be. I think that's one of the really important points of that chapter and of that subheading, just because I really needed to emphasize that. That's why the all caps was there. That's what um, all caps are for. It's for because it so. is really important that the kids know it's not their fault. And... I did also say in that chapter, chances are your parents probably aren't going to come out and tell you why they got a divorce. Mm. So they might be like even further convinced, like they're not telling me why they got a divorce because they don't want me to know that it was really me. <laughs> I'm just you really trying to emphasize there that it is not their fault. I don't think I've ever had that where I feel like it's my fault. I don't think I've ever struggled that because I was really young when my parents got divorced. I mean, it just, it's really important for kids to know that. So that little subheading basically was just emphasizing that it's not their fault. And uh, I gave a few possible reasons for why their parents might be getting a divorce because it's really normal to be confused about that. Yeah. No, that's super important. I 100% agree. I remember blaming me and blaming my little brother and then blaming me again and all that. And it, this, it's not a fun feeling to have. No, no, I don't. I no. can't. I'm so glad that I've never felt that way because I can just imagine. It's yeah. just everyone out there who's listening. It's not your fault. Nice. No. Listen to Daisy. Okay, so Daisy, your book comes out today and my podcast episode drops on Thursday. So uh, it comes out April 28th, Thursday. Where can people find it? Amazon on Thursday. Amazon. On Thursday. It's not. Well, well, they, they will, yes, well, it is. Because today is. Okay. Today is Thursday. Today is, <laughs> yes. As far as my listeners know, today is Thursday. There was never a yes. day before Thursday. So, so it is there today. <laughs> Go check it out. The second you hear this, please. Yeah, go check it out. It's called A Kid's Guide to Divorce and Life After by Daisy Freestone. And, and Daisy, uh, is it cool? I would love to give away three copies of your books, of your book to my listeners. 
So is that okay with you? Yeah. As in like, I'm going to purchase them and I'm going to send them. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. And And can I say something real quick? Yes. Say something. To all the listeners, today is Thursday. Please buy it today. Um, Because if you get it on Amazon today, the Kindle version today only launch day is 99 cents. What? People for the Kindle version, you're not even paying a dollar. (laughs) and that helps me make it to amazon bestseller today Mm. on launch day within the first day of selling so thank you so much well nice well now i want to give away three of those that'd be a lot cheaper for me to give away the three one dollar versions no but either way uh this is what i'm gonna do so listeners uh go to my instagram account uh firmly founded coaching there's gonna be a post where i feature me and daisy and this episode on my instagram and uh, we'll probably have Daisy's cute face block out my slightly not cute face. And we'll have that. So find that post. And then if you share it uh, or tag a friend in it, and potentially a friend who needs this, a friend who's going through a divorce, who has kids, right? Ta- tag one of those people. And for every person you tag in the comment of the post, uh, and if you share it, you'll get an entry into uh, a drawing that I'm going to do where you can win a copy of Daisy's book. Daisy, is it also available like hard copy where they can actually like buy the physical copy? Yes. Yes. Okay. But I want to, if, yeah, this is, oh, there it is. You, you guys can't see it, but there it is. That's awesome. So I'm going to uh, send you guys the hard copy of the book. Um, if you win, I'll draw three names. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you guys till uh, let's go Monday. All right. I'm going to give you guys till Monday to uh, share and tag people. So essentially you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have four days. Okay. Five all day, Monday, which I think is May the third. Possible. Yeah. And so, uh, and then on Monday I'll do the drawing. And so, um, yeah, uh, cause I think this book is awesome. And I think it needs to get into as many parents and especially their kids hands as possible. So Daisy, any, any last words here for, for my listeners? Um, thank you again so much for having me today. This has been so great. Um, I love doing all these fun interviews and, um, thank you so much for your support and, um, for having me here today. This was great. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Did you know that every goat has a coach? Those who have been the greatest of all time have always had a mentor or coach to help them get the best out of themselves. And that's what the coaches at Firmly Founded do for teens in our coaching membership, the Firmly Founded Team. We help teens stop procrastinating and self-doubt, eliminate awkward conversations, and conquer anxiety. Learn more about our program and when doors are opening next at firmlyfounded.com team. Every goat has a coach. It's time that you get yours.